0: Did it work?
1: We have absolutely no way of knowing, sir. The jury rig may hold, or it may not.
0: So... I'll take that
2: as a yes.
3: Admiral, on the bridge.
4: Thank you, Commander. Sorry I'm late.
5: Perfectly understandable, Admiral Parker.
4: Thank you, Commander. Well, you can call me, sir. Sorry, sir. Ship status.
5: All stations report condition normal. The USS Sizemore is in perfect condition. And her crew? Tired, sir.
4: And they should be. It's been a long eight months. At ease, gentlemen. Resume your stations. This crew performed admirably during our last mission, her command staff in particular.
3: Thank you, sir.
4: ETA to Starbase 911, and our well earned rest. Three. Captain, I'm picking up an emergency transmission. Starfleet Band. I see. It seems duty grants us no quarter today. On screen.
6: It's pretty broken up, sir. Audio only. I'm not going to be able to get much.
4: Get what you can and put it on speakers. Commander, get him back. Trying, sir. Commander Masterson. Sir. Find out where that came from.
0: These repair projections look good. Tell crewman Adow that I think we can spare the ion converters, but the warp pods are going to have to be...
5: Carry on, Mr. Dovan.
0: You're dismissed, Ensign.
5: Captain Cortez? Aren't you still in a coma? I've been reading your reports, Dovan. You did very well at Valandria.
0: Captain, I nearly lost the ship, and I lost so many.
5: Don't be so modest, Number One. You stopped Sora G from destroying the Excelsior. In the end, you and Lieutenant Ubari took the personal risk upon yourselves. And you won. Starfleet will probably pin another medal in your chest.
0: I, um, thank you, ma'am.
5: Captain, we'll be fine, Commander. Not that that seems to have slowed you down any. In fact, you've moved into my office quite comfortably, haven't you?
0: Only for the time being, Captain. Until you're fit for duty again. Which raises the question...
5: Why am I here? Just looking over some things.
0: Such as?
5: A few things, really. But mainly... Casualty reports. Captain. Abramson. Off. Amara. Ben Lott. Davidius.
0: Captain, I... Leo
5: Amara. Second Lieutenant. Chief of Special Operations USS Excelsior. Born Nairobi, Kenya. Starfleet Marine Academy, Class of 71. In classes, Leo always had to run the farthest, jump the highest, answer the fastest. He had to be the best at everything he tried. We of the Starfleet Academy Board of Review are confident this ambition will serve Mr. Amara well as an officer of the fleet. They were right. His first day on the ship, Amara came to me in the briefing room with a list of demands he felt would make his department stronger. I had to pull rank on him, twice, to make him see reason. He was shaping up to be an excellent human being. And now?
0: And now he's lost.
5: And now he's dead, Commander. Why is that? Captain, I... I didn't... Didn't what, Mr. Dovan? Try hard enough? No, you didn't. But more importantly... You didn't keep your word to me. Mr. 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 Get, get these people out of here. Alive. I, will, I, will, I will,
0: Captain. will,
5: Captain. You made me a promise. I tried to keep it. Why are these officers dead, Commander? You could have done more. Why didn't you get our people out alive?
0: (gasps) Another dream. Come. Ah, Dr. Sharp. Please, come in. Captain. Acting Captain you have something for me?
3: I'm afraid so, sir. Latest casualty reports.
0: Good. I need
3: to see him. Sir, that's the third time this week we've updated the list. You don't need to keep subjecting yourself to this.
0: Some people might disagree with you, Melissa.
3: Well, whoever some people are, I'm your doctor and your counselor, and I say you need to stop doing this.
0: Counselor... Since when do I have a counselor?
3: Since your doctor assigned you one.
0: Don't push me on this.
3: Are you looking for anyone specific this time, or are you just trying to beat up on yourself some more?
0: Actually, yes. I'm looking for Leo Amara.
3: You won't find him on there. Lieutenant Amara turned the corner early Monday morning. He's going to make it.
0: Um... He's listed.
3: What? Abramson. Af, Amara? That's... That has to be a mistake. I'd better get this report checked out. May I be excused, sir?
0: By all means. Thank you, Doctor. Actually, there's one more thing. Has there been any change in Captain Cortez's condition?
3: I'm... sorry. There's nothing more I can do, except keep her in a coma for as long as I can without causing permanent brain damage. She needs a Starbase sickbay if she's going to recover.
0: Understood.
1: Reg to Dovin. There's a message coming in for you, Commander.
7: Finally! Who from?
1: If you give me an engineering team, a hyperspanner, and three days, I could build a new subspace transceiver good enough to find out for you.
0: <laughs> I guess I'll just have to discover for myself then. Put it through here.
1: Don't mind text only, sir.
0: Not a problem with me.
1: Aye, sir. Patching it through.
4: Lieutenant Commander Dovan. Full Starbase 911 and the USS Sizemore, my flagship have been apprised of your situation. I have declared code 1-Alpha-0 and ordered the Sizemore to intercept you. We stand ready to provide any assistance possible. Furthermore, the hospital ship USS Hope will be waiting for you at the edge of the Focus Sector to receive your captain and any other wounded who require Starbase quality medical care. We estimate rendezvous in two days. Until then, Godspeed, Commander. Parker out.
5: Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Excelsior, her ongoing mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations to boldly go where no one has gone before. Starring Elise Crowick as Captain Rachel Cortez.
0: Larry Phelan as Lieutenant Commander Alcar Dovan,
1: Samuel Gillis as Lieutenant Alex Lorach, Michael Liebman as Alex Roll,
3: Emily Potter as Dr. Melissa Sharp, and Caitlin Haney as Asuka Ubari.
2: Today's episode, Murder in the Blue Morgue, Part 1, The First Two Deaths.
7: Ahoy, Hi, Laura
1: Lieutenant, what can I do for you? Adal said internal communications were back up. If she was wrong... If they were down, I wouldn't be seen on the same deck as you.
7: You remember what happened the last time I came looking for you after comms went down... The Oracle's not something I'm going to forget soon, Lieutenant. Is there something
1: I can do for you?
7: Actually, Lieutenant, I just came down to see if I could help. Help? I have a little engineering experience, from the Academy.
1: Well, if you're sure. I was actually waiting for someone to help me realign the flow regulators. Once that's done, we might be able to pump a little bit more petrol into the engine. And increase our warp speed. Happy to help. Just tell me what to do. Well, first, you have to call up the auto alignment tool. Then, while I'm adjusting the constrictor intensity from over here, you just monitor the self-diagnostics and make sure the neutron flow doesn't reverse polarity on us. Okay. But wouldn't it be easier and faster for you if I bypass the auto-aligner and use direct magnetic force wave to get my bearings? Like this? Well, yes, but I guarantee they didn't teach you with that at the academy.
7: No, they didn't. I also served as assistant chief engineer on the Victoria right before the war broke out. (sighs) Tell me, Roald, do you ever tell the whole truth? As a rule? Not unless the other guy thinks it's a lie. But why? I'm an infiltration officer in special operations.
1: What did you expect? You're going to have to do better than that. Do you want the honest truth? Or its nearest approximation? All right. I learned
7: when I was very young that the first rule of warfare is... No thine enemy. I just don't let my enemies have that advantage over me. If they don't understand me, they can't manipulate me.
1: You don't have to treat everyone as if they're your enemy, Role. I don't. But well, you've never let me learn anything about you. That's because I don't trust you. How ironic. You can trust me to uphold my oath, Lieutenant.
7: I might not always take the most direct path, but when I swore to serve and protect the natural rights of all sapient beings, I meant it. I don't trust you because I'm not sure
1: I can say the same of you. What about the Prime Directive role? And all the other regulations you broke aboard the Oracle? What about the part where you swore to conduct yourself according to the laws of your homeworld and the directives of Starfleet? There's a reason that part of the oath is listed last. What, so you can ignore it at your
7: whim? No. It's because we Starfleet officers are trusted to decide when there are more important things at stake.
1: Oh, now you're going to fancy yourself the philosophical heir of Captain
7: Kirk, aren't you? Actually... I was always partial to real cowboys, like Paul Edwards or Malcolm Reynolds. I can't believe Lieutenant! You- I suggest we go back to
1: focusing on the flow regulators before this conversation gets out of hand. Hmm. Agreed. In fact, I was going to have Harkler Harkless do the manual adjustments, but I think I'm going to go make them myself. You may go, Lieutenant. Of course.
7: Of course. The fact that I've just driven you away gives me just enough time... Input,
8: Sigma-7 security override...
7: ...to deactivate internal sensors in my quarters.
8: Security authorization accepted. Override complete.
7: Thank you, computer. I love a nice, successful...
6: Captain on the bridge.
0: At ease, everyone. And to you humans, Merry Christmas. I regret that the only gift I bring is a double shift. Thank you, sir. It's my pleasure, Lieutenant. Miss Ubari, you called me up here. Ship status report, please.
6: The USS Sizemore just dropped out of warp 50,000 kilometers off our port bow.
0: Thank you, Lieutenant. I'd also like to see you in my office this afternoon. We have something to discuss.
6: Of course, sir.
0: Now, let's see about putting the Sizemore on screen, Lieutenant.
1: Actually, sir... Don't tell me. No view screen? The view screen becomes a luxury when the crew is living on combat rations, I'm afraid. I doubt I can get to it before Tuesday. Five days is a long time to go without a view screen. Five days without a view screen or five days without food, it's your call. Well then, tactical. What about transporters?
6: We got Transporter Room 3 operational this morning, but the technician started complaining about some strange smell, so they shut it down. Something about molybdenum.
0: Figures. How about shuttlecraft?
6: Not even close, sir.
0: Of course not. Are the umbilicals working?
6: Actually, sir. Yes. Yes, they are.
0: Well then, tell the Sizemore to hook up with us. Flash our running lights in Morse code if you have to, but get that message across.
6: Isa, Lorac,
1: you're with me. Isa.
7: Ah, home sweet home. Computer, lock the door. Computer, I'm plugging in an isolinear chip for file playback. Do you detect it?
8: Affirmative. Ready to begin reading file.
7: Before we do that, let's do a little forensic work on it, shall we? Open a new file computer, encrypt Sigma-7 auth codes, and begin recording. Alex Rome, Data Gathering Session, Amara Data Chip. Overview. Chief of Special Operations Leo Amara, my immediate superior, attempted to sneak this chip into my possession shortly before he was afflicted with the wasting. When I detected him, he denied all knowledge of the chip and its contents. His only hint was that it might explain the dreams. Which raises the question... How does he know about my dreams? How much does he know? After skimming the data file yesterday, I am sitting down now for a formal recorded review. Beginning analysis. Computer, do you detect any fingerprints on the isolinear chip I just inserted?
8: Affirmative. Whose? Lieutenant Alex Roll. Second Lieutenant Leo Amara.
7: Good. That checks out. How about the chip itself? What is the chip's origin? Where was it first initialized?
8: San Francisco, Earth.
7: Override security seals with my authorization and requery.
8: Starfleet Intelligence Annex, Starfleet Headquarters, San Francisco, Earth.
7: What's the clearance level for access to this chip? Sigma-2. How in the stars did Leo Amara get Sigma-2 authorization? <coughs> Unknown. It was worth a try. Who's the file's author? That
8: information has been deleted. Restore. Unable to comply.
7: Impressive. Let's get down to brass tacks then. Computer, analyze this chip and cross reference it against file roll 47. List all matches.
8: Sword of Damocles, General Isaac Brahms, Captain Chandra Shiresh, Lieutenant Asuka Yubari, Second Lieutenant Ryan Willis, USS Yorktown, Junior Lieutenant Alex Roll, Genetic Control,
7: USS... Thank you, computer. That's all I needed to know. Begin textual playback of data chip contents on my monitor. Increase scroll speed by a factor of... 200.
8: Warning. That speed significantly exceeds human readback capacity.
7: If you only knew the half of it, computer. Do it anyway.
8: File ends.
7: Thank you, computer. That was extremely helpful. One last question. What killed Leo Amara?
8: Massive brain hemorrhaging caused by the disease known as the Wasting.
7: You're sure there was no foul play?
8: Cause of death, given is one recorded on Lieutenant Amara's death certificate.
7: Interesting. Computer, subject the data chip in slot 1A to a sustained isometric power burst at a frequency of 277
8: MHz. Warning, that command will destroy all data and functionality on the chip in slot 1A.
7: My point exactly. End recording.
1: So have you ever actually met Admiral Parker?
7: No, but
0: I'm told he's big.
1: Really? The computer told me he's only 1.7 meters tall and skinny.
0: I heard the same thing, actually. But some people know how to make one and a half meters big. Admiral Athos Parker is one of them. Has pressure been equalized? Yes. Then open up the gates, Lieutenant. Admiral Parker, sir.
4: At ease. Lieutenant Commander Dovan, I presume.
0: Yes, sir. Welcome aboard the Excelsior, Admiral. And thank you for coming to our assistance.
4: Given that we're having this conversation in a metal tube connecting our starships instead of the view screens of our comfortable ready rooms, I have to say I appreciate the gravity of your situation, Commander.
0: I hope you'll forgive the small welcoming party. Our staff is currently tied up performing crucial duties.
4: Perfectly understandable, Commander. Social niceties aside, I'd like to get down to business. Of course. This is my executive officer, Commander Alex Masterson. She'll be working on logistical support for you and your crew, including supplies, medical transfers, and the like.
3: We should have some replicated food coming over to your ship's galley within the hour. That should get your crew off combat rations, at least until the replicators are repaired.
4: And my chief of engineering, Lieutenant Commander David Robbins. His work crews are standing by to assist you as soon as we're done talking here.
7: We think we can have you back up to Warp 5 by the end of the afternoon.
4: And if there's anything else we can do for you, Commander, just ask.
0: Thank you. Both of you. You're going to do a lot of good around here. I'm very grateful, sir. I just hope Mr. Robin's teams won't mind working under a junior lieutenant.
4: Your acting chief engineer is a junior lieutenant?
0: Actually, no. My real chief engineer is a junior lieutenant. My acting chief is a non-com. I was referring to Junior Lieutenant Alex Lorak here, my acting executive officer.
1: Hi.
4: My people will respect your chain of command. Insane as it may be at the moment. What's the status of Captain Cortez?
0: Bad. Dr. Sharp's latest report says the captain still has strong brain activity, but it's getting more chaotic. She'll need a small miracle just to make it to your hospital ship before slipping into a persistent vegetative state.
4: I don't make a habit of letting Starfleet captains die without a fight. I'll see what I can do.
0: I appreciate that, Admiral. You've been more than generous. Would you care to join me for a drink in my quarters? I believe the appropriate human beverage would be eggnog-
4: Thank you, Commander. I'd be glad to join you. But let's make it Christmas dinner. My dining room, 1,900 hours.
0: Thank you, sir. But I feel obligated to...
4: You owe us nothing, Commander. Just one Starfleet vessel helping another out. I'll see you at 1,900. Aye, sir. Well, let's get to it. Dismissed.
6: Well, I suppose the only question is, are you going to strip me of my rank like you threatened, or are you going to pin a medal on my chest?
0: Lieutenant Yubari, thank you for coming. Will you have a seat?
6: I prefer to stand.
0: Then consider it in order. Lieutenant, I have three things I want to discuss with you. First about our argument on the bridge during the battle at Valandria. I was wrong. And I'm sorry. If you hadn't shouted at me when you did, we'd probably all be dead right now. I was way out of line. I'm certainly not here to demote you, though we'll have to wait and see about the medal.
6: What had to be done at Valandria got done, sir. Despite our tactical disagreement, we both lived. And the ship is... Undestroyed, at least. A lot more people would have lost their lives if we hadn't both been acting out of line during that whole affair. With all due respect, sir.
0: You have a good point, Lieutenant. My apology stands, but thank you. Now... The second thing i need to know lieutenant you weren't listed on any manifest i checked i guess we're lucky we found you when we did
6: i asked captain cortez not to add me to the manifest
0: yes exactly you said during the battle that if she were here she would explain why You're technically assigned in the computer system as an engineering diagnostician, but we've already established that that was just a cover story for some kind of intelligence mission, isn't that
6: right? Yes.
0: Pray tell, Lieutenant. I'm all ears.
6: I've been serving as an intelligence analyst for almost two years, sir. This is my first field assignment since I left the Marine Corps. I'd really rather not divulge any more details than I've already leaked.
0: Okay. Then allow me to share with you what I've learned since we last spoke. Mr. Pichikrota has done some checking up on your activities aboard the Excelsior. This is just one of more than two dozen camera devices he's found on the ship so far. Many of them were placed in crew quarters in blatant violation of half a dozen Starfleet regs.
6: The regulations didn't apply here, sir. We had clearance under the Starfleet Security Proclamation of 2372.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't know they left that in force after the war. Something else we discovered is that there's a gigantic sensor array hooked up to the inside of the deflector dish. A sensor array with a range and resolution that, well, I've never seen anything like it before. And it was hidden under three levels of security and protected by an access code. Mine? No. Captain Cortez's, actually. Which has me puzzled. Now will you please tell me more about your mission, or do I have to start filling in the blanks myself?
6: It was a standard intelligence gathering op, sir. The Excelsior was going to be passing near some unexplored territory en route to Volandria, and SI Sorry, Starfleet Intelligence wanted some high-resolution scans of the area. I was given a few locations to scan in order to give the data to Captain Cortez. I didn't find anything interesting, sir. A few unidentified space stations deep in unexplored space- and into Dark Matter Nebula.
0: And the listening devices? Is it standard procedure in S.I. to ignore the privacy of entire Starfleet crews in order to spy on them?
6: I guess I wouldn't know, sir. This is my first field assignment after all, but I've never heard of anything like it before. If there was a larger purpose to my mission, no one told me about it. You'd have to ask my commanding officer.
0: Who is?
6: I report to General Isaac Brahms, Special Projects Division.
0: I'm not familiar with him.
6: If you were, sir, I'd have to kill you.
0: Well, I always wanted to be killed by someone with class. And there's nothing more that you can tell me. No way that I could find out more information.
6: I was only able to explain my mission to Captain Cortez because she was on the approved list. You are not... And frankly sir, I've read your file. You couldn't get on the approved list if you were an SI informant. For a hundred years.
0: Nice to get a vote of confidence from Starfleet's spookiest. Thirdly, may I be forward, Lieutenant? Sir? I want you as my Chief of Security, effective immediately. Uh, sir? You performed well beyond my expectations at Valandria. There's no doubt you saved this ship at least once. And my hide, several times more than that. When I'm leading away missions as Exo, I'd like to know you're the one who's got my six. We seem to be fresh out of security chiefs around here after everything that happened at Valandria. So?
6: I'd like that, sir. I think I've shown that my prowess as an intelligence officer leaves much to be desired, and I would like to get back in the field permanently. I'm not sure that Starfleet Intelligence will approve, though.
0: Not to put too fine a point on it, but this kind of offer doesn't come around often. Chief of Security on a Sovereign-class starship? It's a highly coveted position.
6: Yes, it is. I really would like to take it. I'm just worried that it might be difficult to obtain the transfer orders. General Brahms has done a lot for me since my marine days. He might not understand.
0: Well, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. For now, Lieutenant, I'll consider that your acceptance. Welcome to the Starship Excelsior, Lieutenant.
6: Thank you, Commander.
0: You're dismissed. Oh, and Yubari... I almost forgot. You took a pretty bad hit on Valandria. How's the arm?
6: Prosthetic.
0: Oh. I'm sorry. I I had no idea Sora G's shot did so much damage.
6: It doesn't matter.
1: Doctor Sharp,
3: over here, Mister Laroque. I'm glad you were able to come so quickly.
1: You said it was urgent.
3: It is. Come, look at this.
1: These are medical files.
3: Raw data, actually. Everything I've gathered from the people still suffering from the wasting.
1: The ones you've put in those do-it-yourself medical wards all over the ship.
3: Anywhere with stasis fields. God knows we need a lot of them. These are the files for the patients at Site Red. The Critical Condition Cases, that's down in the Bioscience Labs on Deck 15. These are the files for people we're not sure about yet. They might recover from the wasting in a day or two, or they might join the long-term cases down in red. Site Yellow, the Armory. And these are the files for the stable patients at Site Blue.
1: The morgue. All these files are empty. No data.
3: Exactly. Everything we've recorded has gone missing. The computer insists there was never any data there, but I've spent too many hours updating these files to buy that. And you can see how painstaking our other records have been. This isn't some user error on our part.
1: Oh, boy.
3: I really need that data if we're ever going to get the people down in Redward back on their feet. Isn't there anything you can do?
1: I... Spast! I had no idea the damage to the computer core had gotten this bad. There should be a way to recover your data, Doctor. I'll get on it myself. What about... Adao and this Robbins fellow have things well in hand in engineering. They won't miss me for a few hours.
3: Thank you, Lieutenant. I owe you one.
1: I'll remind you of that next time I'm on the operating table. How is she?
3: The Captain? Don't ask.
1: I don't know how the ship is going to hold together if she's gone much longer.
3: Don't think Commander Dovin is up to keeping us in one piece?
1: I... I don't know, Doctor. I like the First Officer, and he's a decorated combat officer, but he's not Captain Cortez. Four pips weigh a lot more than two and a half, especially when the ship is falling apart around our ears.
3: Well, I hope we don't have to find out.
1: So say we all, Doctor. I'll see what I can do for your computers.
0: My compliments to your chef, sir. I haven't had a roast terracac this good since the Endeavor visited the Signiai expanse when I was an ensign.
4: Please, Commander, call me Admiral. Yes, sir, Admiral.
0: As for my chef, he
4: tells me the trick is in properly preparing the essence of...
5: Bridge to Admiral Parker.
4: I apologize, Commander. I have to take this. Of course, Admiral. Thank you. Go ahead, Miss Masterson.
8: There's a message coming in for you, sir. It's marked very urgent, and it's on Secure Channel 1.
4: Secure Channel 1. Nothing good ever comes in on that frequency. Put it through to me down here, Commander.
8: Aye, sir. Bridge out.
4: Thank you for the meal, Admiral. I better get back Don't to Don't the... go just yet, Commander. Whatever this message says may involve you. I'll be right back. Aye, sir. Admiral. Admiral Parker speaking. What's the nature of the emergency, Mr...
7: General, don't let my lack of official attire fool you. General? I don't... I am with special projects. Admiral, I'll get right to the point. There's going to be an incident aboard the Sizemore.
4: An incident? Of what kind? That's not your concern. Not my... General, how am I supposed to stop this incident if you don't tell me what it is?
7: You're not going to stop it, Admiral also not going to investigate it. Is that a threat, General? It's an order, Mr. Parker. Anyone who looks into this matter places him or herself in grave danger. Understood?
4: Danger at your hands, General?
7: Again, Admiral. That's not your concern.
4: Bram's out. Bridge, this is Parker. Yellow alert.
8: This is the bridge. Did I hear you right, sir?
4: Do it now. Take us to a level one security alert. Prepare to decouple from the Excelsior and raise shields on my order.
8: Right away, sir.
4: Admiral? What's happened? Apparently, it's none of my concern. I'm afraid I'll have to cut our meal short, Commander. I'll escort you back to the airlock immediately. Admiral... No, Devan. This is over your head.
0: Alright. Lead the way.
6: Admiral! Sir, what's going on?
4: I'm not sure yet, Robbins. What are you up to?
6: There was a power fluctuation in one of the plasma injectors while we were on the Excelsior today. It was serious enough that I came back with the Sizemore to check it out, and it seems to be coming from this power coupling here.
4: Can it wait till
6: later?
1: Frankly, sir, it can't. It's probably nothing, but if it's something, and it shuts down one of the plasma injectors while we're at warp, this ship is space dust. Understood. Finish up here
4: as quickly as you can, and then get back to engineering. Aye, sir.
0: Admiral, this is a hell of a lot of reaction for one 30-second long-distance call. What's going on around here?
4: Don't ask me again, Commander. Don't intimidate me, Admiral. I'm immune. Commander! I assure you, if there's anything you can do-
0: but my body is fine. What? I'd say your Mr. Robbins made a mistake on that... Jehoshaphat. Robbins! Admiral, you can't go in there. My chief engineer is still in that inferno. I can't leave him. I understand. But, Admiral, that was warped plasma running through that conduit. When it went up, it would have been more than a million degrees at the epicenter. Commander Robbins was vaporized, sir. There's nothing we can do!
4: Get back to your ship, Commander. We'll talk again later.
0: Yes, sir!
1: Doctor.
3: Ah, Mr. Laroque. I figured I'd be hearing from you in a few minutes.
1: It took hours in the computer core, but I found out what happened to your files. They weren't just lost in a computer glitch.
3: They were erased, weren't they?
1: I Yes. Someone deliberately wiped those files from the database. How did you know?
3: i just finished my autopsy of Mr. Amara. As it turns out, the wasting isn't what killed him. There were ten cc's of warp plasma in his blood. Plasma? But how? Simple enough, Lieutenant. Between the hours of 2100 last night and 0730 this morning, someone injected him with it.
1: Injected? What exactly are you saying, Doctor?
3: Exactly what you think I'm saying. Leo Mara was murdered.
2: episode of Star Trek Excelsior, Admiral Parker was played by Nathan Lisney. General Brahms was played by Julian Bang. Commander Masterson was portrayed by Janet Green. Lieutenant Commander Robbins was played by A.V. Keyes. The computer was Caitlin Haney. Executive produced and adapted for audio by James Haney, co-producer Alex Keyes. Post-production was handled by Gary Colbomb, James Magata, Mike Hennessy, Alex Keyes, and Jeremy Michaels. Narrator, Mike Hennessy. Original music by Samuel Gillis. Additional credits available on site. Special thanks to Darker Projects, Bravo Fleet, Michael Hudson, and June Roddenberry. No infringement is intended against Star Trek, which remains the property of CBS Paramount Television. sure to tune in for the next exciting episode of Star Trek Excelsior when The Investigation begins in January
3: 2009.
5: This has been an Excelsior production.